Hello and welcome. It's Kelly Jane McCann, professional organizer and clutter coach. And you are listening to Decluttered by Design, a podcast where I provide practical guidance to help you declutter your life with ease. So it's been a hot minute since I recorded a new episode, but I am back, back with a brand new season. And as I record this, it is the autumnal equinox, which means we're smack dab in the middle of September. And September happens to be Self-Care Awareness Month. Now, not surprisingly, I have some thoughts about self-care and I'm going to share them. So self-care is often confused with hedonism, right? People tend to think of it as a special kind of indulgence where we reward ourselves with pleasurable activities for having toughed things out. But you know what? I call BS on that. Purely pleasurable activities can definitely be a part of self-care, but it's not the whole ball of wax, not even close. In reality, self-care is about making the choices that your future self will thank you for. It's taking care of yourself mind, body, and spirit so that you don't have to turn to hedonism to feel better. Instead, you feel good every day because you have made the decision to live a life that is in alignment with what you value. Now that could mean you walk your talk without fail. It could mean you set clear boundaries and protect your time and energy. Sometimes self-care is just about tackling tedious household chores. Hello, decluttering. Or calling the doctor to make that long overdue mammogram appointment? Mm, Not that I know anything at all about that one. Other times it's weightier and requires us to face the really heavy stuff head on, like having that difficult conversation with a friend or realizing we need to take the reins from an aging parent. Or it might mean sitting with uncomfortable feelings without immediately trying to place blame on someone else. Or it could be coming to terms with the fact that we regularly turn to numbing agents to avoid those kinds of uncomfortable feelings and deciding that enough is enough. There will be no more rationalizing self-destructive behavior. Self-care might mean forgiving someone and letting go of a long-held grievance. Sometimes it means you're the one making an apology, owning the mistake and deciding to learn from it rather than to continuing to self-flagellate. Sometimes it is celebrating every little thing and going all in on pure pleasure. In any event, self-care is really about making the choice that our future self will thank us for. Now, since each of us has a unique path, I can't know what your future self would welcome, which means I can't define what self-care looks like for you or for anyone else. But I can suggest a simple strategy that will allow you to almost effortlessly integrate self-care into your daily life. Here's how it works. Here's what it looks like for me. When I reach a decision point where I could do A or I could do B, I ask myself which choice feels like I'm taking loving care of myself. Which option feels like the better one? Not which option feels good in this moment, but which option feels like it will be the better one? What feels like self-support? Which decision will my future self thank me for? Like, do I want to skim through Instagram again, or do I want to spend 20 minutes decluttering my space? Do I really want a piece of banana bread for a snack, or would I rather fuel up with some yogurt and berries? Do I want to hit the snooze button one more time, or do I want to get up and greet the day without the stress of rushing? 
Do I want to watch another episode on Netflix or do I want to work on my poetry collection, the one that I keep saying I'm going to finish? Do I want to keep the peace and avoid confrontation or do I want to honor my values and speak my mind? Now, self-care, as I indicated before, isn't so black and white. There's no one definition about what is right for all of us. So there's no right or wrong answer to the questions I just posed, which, by the way, are real questions, questions I've asked myself over the last few days. Now, I know that they might have sounded a little leading, but here's the thing about self-care. It can look one way one day and a whole different way another. Since it's about doing the thing that nurtures us and supports our whole being, we have to take into account what we truly need, which can vary wildly depending on what our situation looks like on any given day. So sometimes when I'm faced with the, do I want to get out of bed or hit the snooze button? I do hit that snooze button. I even turn it off because I know that another 30 minutes of sleep will truly be beneficial. And some days I know that self-care means choosing to get my ass up and get a jump start on the day, even if my bed is warm and cozy and calling me to stay snuggled up. Now, I could easily rationalize staying in bed as self-care. I'm, I'm the queen of rationalizing things, but I also know that I would regret it soon afterwards. Knowing I had missed my opportunity to get a jump start on the day would make me feel really bad. I would feel regret over that decision, and self-care doesn't include regret. There is no regret when you are doing honest self-care. When it comes to that whole banana bread thing, well, I am I am a banana bread fan. I'm your banana bread girl, that is for sure. So some days I know that having a banana bread treat and a cup of coffee would bring me an enormous amount of joy. It's a simple pleasure and it would just feel really good. And some days I know my body needs real nutrition, not sugar and caffeine. Is it hard to say no to that banana bread? Yeah, you bet. But to eat it would be self-destructive. Now, maybe not once, but if I succumb to sugary treats on a daily basis, that would have a negative impact on my health and well-being. So as you can see, enjoying banana bread can be both self-care and self-sabotage. It depends on the moment. That's the interesting thing about self-care. It can look one way one day and a whole different way another. But the bottom line here is we have the power to choose what we do at any decision point. Each point represents an opportunity to take excellent care of ourselves. If you're honest with yourself, and let's be super clear here, if you're going to take excellent care of yourself, you've got to be honest with yourself. So if you are honest and make choices that are in alignment with your priorities and values, not just decisions that feel good in the moment, decisions that will feel good in the next moment and the moment after that, you'll start to reap benefits immediately. The emotional clutter of regret will no longer be a constant companion, which is huge in itself, but it's really just the tip of the iceberg. When you start making careful decisions Your level of self-contentment will rise, which will naturally give you more confidence. And confidence in ourselves is magic. We're more likely to seize opportunities and try new things, which means we expand the world of possibilities. But there's even more. Your future self is going to give you the highest props ever. They will be straight up thrilled that you made good choices. The truth is our daily decisions shape our future. When we choose to care for ourselves as if our future depends on it, which it does, then we can enjoy a future of our choosing. 
Now, I'd love to know what you think about this idea. How do you feel about self-care? Do you like my definition? Do you take issue with it? Whatever you got to say, I'd love to hear it. You can find me everywhere at Organizing Maven, and I will be back next week with a brand new episode.